in a small, secluded blacksmith shop. Hidden deep in the mountains, three strange men work around the clock to complete the biggest challenge of their careers. Thunderdome. For wrestling's toughest, the steel cage is home. But there's never one like the Thunderdome. There's no way in and no way out. It's Halloween Havoc's most frightening bout. Six tons of steel and electrified. The only way to win is the Terminator outside. For Funk and Muda, Sting and Flair, these blacksmiths have made sure they'll stay right there. It's 30 feet high. It's 30 feet wide. There's no place to run and no place to hide. There's no way to win, only to lose. And how you do that depends on the Terminator you use. It's Halloween Havoc and the Thunderdome. If you want to take part, best pick up your phone. Hello and welcome to another episode of By God Almighty! By God Almighty! By God Almighty! Wrestling Review, the show where we crack open some lovely cans. Yeah, whatever. Oh, oh listen to that. Ah! Lovely, lovely cans. That's lovely cans. And we... What do we do? We talk about <laughs> the pay-per-views oh, of yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I finally got to say it! Yeah. <laughs> One pay-per-view One, at a time. Yeah! <laughs> Oh God! I am joined today <laughs> by I don't know what what we what already are the dynamic dudes anyway. No, we're, we're, I wouldn't even I don't know. Like we, we can't be the skyscrapers. We doom, doom. Yes. <laughs> Does that make you I have, a woman? I have met my doom. <laughs> Just woman. I have met my doom. It is Dave. Hello, Dave. Davey Doom <laughs> and Dermy Doom. <laughs> You alright? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am now. The <laughs> yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, I'm so not drinking tonight, unfortunately. No, we're well, drinking Red Bull, so that's in a it's can. Red Bull, it is in a can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, not as nice as your lovely cans. cans yeah, yeah. No, Dave is uh, going to be controlling a motor vehicle after this, so it's irresponsible. Responsibility. We are yeah. we are responsible wrestling podcast, <laughs> right? So our last episode was WWF SummerSlam 1989, and just last weekend, our very own Dermot was at SummerSlam 2017. Oh, how was yeah? How was that? Ah, uh, it was lovely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, NXT TakeOver on the Saturday was a uh, great crack altogether. Mm. Had a I fantastic watched it, it was time. good. Yeah, no, yeah, it was, it was it good, did. yeah. And then the old SummerSlam, you know, sure, great. Mm. I uh, didn't go for any of the pre-show, so I was only there for four hours. So, so you were kind of all right, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to kill yourself by the end of it? No, well, <laughs> I mean, like, they kind of got to the best part right at the end, so there was no need for suicide then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What would have been? What was the worst part of SummerSlam? Like well, the worst match? Probably Big Show, Big Cast. I suspect. Yeah. From a yeah. from a live standpoint. Um, yeah. Uh, Natalia Naomi was kind of a down. Uh, the, the crowd wasn't interested right. at that, all. I enjoyed that on telly. Like it yeah, wasn't like a mind blower, but it what what didn't make me want. To no, turn it off, wasn't. Like, it wasn't yeah, really yeah. the match. It was just there was no atmosphere. Yeah, you know, I get no you. I get was you. really paying attention. Yeah. So kind of. I think a lot of people, me included, I wrote Natalia off. Like I thought it was just like okay, they're just having a random match and. Camel probably cash in or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There you go. But you had a good time. I had a fantastic time. That's good. Got That's locked. You. <laughs> did you have cans? Oh, yeah. Did have you have like, lovely cans. Did you have those like fucking little puffed or American cans no, that are like 400 mils? Had a, uh, <laughs> a one litre can instead. Oh, no. <laughs> Double, Double nice. Double nice. <laughs> very, very large can. 
Okay. So I'm glad you had a good time. Thanks. Beautiful. Yeah, Beautiful very stuff. nice. Sure, we're all here now. We are, all the lads. Uh, this time around, we are back with WCW for the inaugural Halloween Havoc. Oh. What were your thoughts on this before we went into it? Well, my, my, my thoughts were that we were saying the last pay-per-view we reviewed that it was uh, the Cauldron of Madness segment was a bit like a Nickelodeon Halloween special. Yeah. And I was ready for some more Nickelodeon yeah, Halloween yeah, yeah. specials. And I wasn't disappointed with what like, I got. Halloween Havoc is, all, is like, it's kind of part of WCW's big four, or big five, whatever you call it. You know what I mean? It got, with, with Great American Bash and Starcade, it's the one that's every year and yeah. I always kind of liked it I know like you get pay-per-views that have themes like Royal Rumble or Survivor yeah, Series have yeah. a gimmick but this is literally just it's gimmick is Halloween yeah and it's, it's cool. not really like, I think more, it is more of a theme though it's yeah, more of a theme yeah, than yeah, a gimmick yeah. and I, like, I always like I think it's even loads of the crowd are all dressed up in yeah, Halloween yeah, that's, and stuff it's fucking deadly I like it yeah, yeah I, I would love if they brought that back or else bash at the beach just something different like with a yeah, kind of like, a theme yeah right so we'll crack on let's do it okay it's Halloween Havoc 89, settling the score. October 28, 1989, which was a Saturday, from the Philadelphia Convention Hall and Civic Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with an attendance of 7,300. Before we crack on, there's a couple of notes. Ricky Steamboat and Terry Gordy have left WCW, yep. unfortunately. Steamboat has left due to a contract dispute, and Gordy has decided to return to All Japan Pro Wrestling. We've seen him on like one pay-per-view. He came in, well, he came in on, ran in on a pay-per-view, then wrestled on a pay-per-view, and then he's like, yeah, I'm leaving again, so, you know. <laughs> Thank God, because this promo made me want to never watch wrestling again. <laughs> uh, and also, we mentioned there was a booking team, but Flair has been promoted to head booker. There is a kind of team or, I don't know, team or group or whatever you want to call it. Maybe. Committee, yeah, that's mm. a good word for it. But he's the kind of, he gets the final kind of say, Ooh. basically. So our commentary team are Jim Ross and Bob Coddle. And then we're also introduced to two backstage interviews, Gordon yep. Soli and Chris Cruz. I really like the way they kind of, that made it, even though it was like a Halloween-themed thing, it made it seem relatively legit, and they're kind of introducing the entire broadcast team. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah. What was your man's name? Chris Cole? Chris Cruz. Chris Cruz, yeah. yeah. He, was a, he was a new face. Yeah. yeah, he was decent. He was decent enough, yeah. all right, yeah. What did you think of the production values on this one? Kind of, I like the, like they, you know when the names came up and they had the Halloween Havoc yeah. logo and they yeah. did kind of things like that. The uh, entrances were fantastic as well. Yeah, so is that stage. Yeah, mm, yeah. Like that, that was probably one of the, like kind of most uh, the highest production value entrance ways that we've seen so far. I think. Most definitely, you know, yeah, they, yeah. there was pyro. There was like I don't know. I don't know whether it was a video or whether it was just something being kind of projected behind them and stuff. Yeah, they, yeah. They had like there was one stage. I think um, it was Brian Pillman was coming out and they had like dancers and all like and like really yeah. really cool stuff happening. Yeah, it was know? pretty cool. And um, what about the intro video? <laughs> Probably made the show for me to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> That th- that little synth team really got to me. Oh, like, yeah. uh, that ear- that's that's very Nickelodeon, very Nickelodeon. Halloween and special, isn't it? Yeah, mm. the ghosts of the four wrestlers in the main event rising from the graves and stuff. Oh, it's so good, so good. So we'll crack on with our first match. Yeah, let's do it. It is Captain Mike Rotunda versus the Z Man. The Z Man. Oh, so Z Man is Tom Zenk. We've seen him once before in the opener of WrestleMania three, where he teamed with Rick Martel to defeat. Um, Bob Orton and Don Morocco. Oh yeah, yeah. it was. I, I believe at the time we called it the best opener so far, but 
compared to what came before that it wasn't <laughs> it was a decent match but yes yeah. I legitimately thought this was my first time ever same oh, no, he's not, he's he is yeah. so not he's very forgettable do you know what yeah. I mean yeah yeah that's and probably why they called him the Z-Man well, the ladies the call him the Z-Man oh sorry <laughs> Dave yes, according yes. to good old JR yeah. so there's no real background to this one it's basically they just want to give the Z-Man a baby face push he's undefeated he's undefeated yeah, he, de- he debuted at the previous Clash of the Champions, Clash of Champions 8, where he defeated the Cuban Assassin, which probably isn't difficult. But uh, <laughs> empty seats are visible from the balconies from the get-go, unfortunately. They do some very basic spots from the side headlock position for the first few minutes, with Z-Man coming out the better. He leads the crowd in a Syracuse Sucks chant, which is fairly loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which Rotunda responds to by constantly stalling. Rotunda lands a cheap shot in the corner, a thumb to the eye, and hurls Z-Man outside. Z-Man gets a near fall from a slingshot sunset flip, prompting Rotunda to stall some more. Z-Man goes to work on the arm, including hitting a bizarre-looking kind of do-si-do takedown. That was, it was weird. I don't know what that I was. didn't know if that was a botch or not. Yeah, it was, it was strange. At this point, a small section of the crowd start chatting retardo at Mike Rotunda. I don't know if you picked that up, did you? <laughs> I didn't notice that yeah. at the time. But Very offensive. Well, in 2017, it is. I don't know about 89. Rotunda takes a head-scissors hold and uses the ropes for extra leverage when the ref isn't looking. When the hold is broken, Rotunda stalls outside again. Then they do a spot from the side headlock for about the 12th time in the match. And Z-Man ends up being beaten and battered outside and on the apron before being suplexed back in for a pin attempt, but he kicks out at two. Z-Man dodges a drop kick and starts a comeback, hurling Rotunda into the turn buckles. Rotunda hits a r- turning crossbody off the middle rope, but Z-Man rolls through and gets a three count at 13 minutes and 23 seconds to a chorus of boos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of our... Uh first insight into this Philadelphia crowd yes definitely smart mark it was almost as if this was a crowd from 2017 yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what was going through my head the entire time yeah nearly all the faces were getting booed were getting Mm. booed well not all of them like there's certain faces who are over but anyone who's like slightly generic kind of face this crowd hated them yeah which is cool, I thought. Including yeah. the Z-Man. Yes. Yeah, especially the Z-Man. But I'd, I'd be on their side. And yeah, it's kind him. of yeah. a boring match. They were how many, how many side headlocks can you do in a match? Lads, I kind of enjoyed this match. I thought, Did psych- you? I thought the psychology was fantastic. I thought it was really well I'd put I'd agree together. there was... I thought it went on way too long. Yeah, yeah maybe that's yeah. why I yeah. was kind of miffed. Yeah, by like... Yeah. Rotunda is great. He's, he's like, I don't know, he's, he seems to have kind of really developed as a wrestler yeah he's good except for that fucking hair he looks like he's after been through the wars around his face it makes and him all, look, like, like he's definitely probably only in his early 30s at most, most and it yeah. makes him look a lot older I feel and when did he become the captain he wasn't captain last time we saw him no, I was think it he wasn't the, the last it's the whole he's meant to be a team captain yes. his thing, yeah. but, like, but there's no team later on he becomes an actual boat captain he, unfortunately, not he becomes an actual uh, sea captain Jesus. yeah yeah I can't wait oh WCW <laughs> <laughs> So I think we kind of mixed our Dave seemed to enjoy yeah, it Yeah no I enjoyed it I thought it was a solid opener Like right. in terms I, I, Yeah of course There was a few boring Kind of lulls With the yeah. You know A side headlock and stuff But overall like, I even thought Like the kind of The use of the ropes Was great um, uh, Rotunda's facial expressions And he's kind of Interacting with the ref After it as well then using the ropes here in the abdominal stretch was great too as well You know I know it, it, it was just purely From a psychological point of view Oh no I had really know, good psychology I, I It was, was just I think it's pace was too slow for my And I did not like the Z-Man at all. He was like fucking... <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what do you think about... Uh, looks like a member of Strike Force. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go. What do you think about uh, JR's commentary about Mike Rotunda's uh, sporting background? Oh, it gets really bad. It was a match where I actually wanted to kill JR, where he talks about sporting background. Uh, yeah. He was talking about the punk pass kick again, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. When he was nine, nine years old. 
Oh. Missed that bit. Oh, good. You're lucky. He was only one one tournament away from being at the Super Bowl, Dave. Oh. Don't know if you know. I remember, I remember hearing about that before, all right. <laughs> we'll probably hear about it fucking again. All right. So after that match, we get a. Chris Cruz is backstage with Bruno Sammartino. Before I talk about this interview, did you like the interview sets with the creepy cobwebs oh, and the yeah, branches yeah, and the trees? Right. And then one of them had like a fence and stuff. It was really like. That's per attitude era kind of yeah, shit, definitely. isn't it? Like, yeah, like kind of getting into that stage. Yeah, you know, I was you like, know? rather than just saying Halloween Havoc on a card or on yeah. a flag or something, it was like creepy and cool. Yeah. But uh, Bruno's interview, yeah, it was very uh, straightforward. Yeah, it was really the point. The it was oh very, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even call it a promo. No, no, no he was just saying what the story was. Yeah, like, wasn't yeah. Really? And and to be fair, that is Bruno's style, but like. Yeah. Thunderdome match is a bit like ridiculous it and is. over the top so I don't know if you can try and be all that serious about it but yeah, sure that's true. To him. I'm not going to argue with him he'd no, kill me no, I mean, oh, either, yeah. the size of his he'd forearms alive. <laughs> yeah. what a man Match number two is a six-man tag team match and it pits Dr. Death Steve Williams and the Midnight Express, Beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan, against the Samoan SWAT team, Fatu Samu, and a new member, mm. the Samoan Savage, who we have seen before as one half of the Islanders, Tama. Oh, yeah, really? So the Samoans had taken time off. This is just a note here of kind of what's changed. So Paulie Dangerously was moved to a role as a heel commentator on WCW television. When they came back, he wasn't... Put back as their manager, they got uh, Sir Oliver Humperdinck, who looks like a poor man's Captain Lou. Am I all right in saying that? You're all right in saying that, but yeah. it should be noticed that he also has Betty Davis eyes, according to J.R., so... <laughs> okay, yeah, he does, doesn't he? Um, and he does like to be called the Big Kahuna as well. <laughs> okay, so I'm, glad, I'm glad I got all that straight anyway. Like, uh, yeah, and then I, uh, just something I'd like to discuss is the Samoans' entrance. The fire, oh, the yeah, fire yeah, and yeah. the dancing and all that. Yeah, it was deadly. Yeah, and I think maybe not Samu, but I like the dreads that the two, that fat yeah. two and small yeah, savage have. They're yeah. pretty cool looking. Um, so the background is like we've seen these teams feud before with the kind of Cornette dangerously storyline that was there previously, but the main kind of underlying story is that Jim Cornette has also taken up managerial duties for the Dynamic yep. Duets. Ooh. Which has upset the Express to some degree as they feel he won't be able to give them his full attention. Which is right. Yeah. So the Samoans take their time and roil up the audience and they tease brawling in the crowd. The Savage and Lane start, but it spills outside and the two teams stare each other down while the crowd go pretty wild. Massive, massive yeah. pop. Massive pop. There's tagging in from both sides and some back and forth brawling before another stare down. Dr. Death tags in and clears house with stiff shoulder tackles and the crowd are once again going crazy. Tags in and out on both sides and back and forth fighting with the faces getting the majority of the offence. Eaton tries a bulldog to the Savage but the Savage lifts him up and sends him crotch force into the torn buckles. The Samoans go to work on Eaton, frequently tagging in and out. Eaton attempts to fight back but continues to end up on the wrong end of headbutts and clotheslines. The Savage goes for a slingshot splash like the Vader bomb. But Eaton gets the knees up and at the very, very last second gets the tag to Dr. Death, who comes in off the top with an axe handle and unleashes a hail, pressing the Savage into the other two Samoans with a, for a big pop. All hell breaks loose and even the managers get involved with Cornette cracking Humperdinck with his tennis racket to a huge pop. 
The Savage takes advantage of this distraction and attacks Lane from behind, who collides with Cornette on the apron, hitting his head off the racket, and gets pinned by the Savage at 18 minutes and 23 seconds. Fairly long match. Yeah, did feel like it, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought the action, the in-ring action, was super intense, and it actually felt like they were kicking even the, the shit yeah, out of even each other. the stalling. Yeah, was intense. it was so it was good. Mad. Like there was a good like five minutes of that like build up at yeah. the start of it, you know. And I really enjoyed it. Usually, yeah. like, when that kind of stuff happens, especially like you know watching the kind of older pay per views, yeah. it's not always done well. No, it's not. You know, but this was done really well. I thought. Yeah, I really enjoyed this match. And actually, one question was: Sweet Stan always a karate instructor? He always had, he always gimmick. had those educated feet. Yeah, but I don't know if the instructor thing was ever said before. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, obviously with six men in the match, you're gonna expect it. But it was a much faster pace than the first match. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot more. Mm. It was, was quite stiff. And just Doctor Death yeah, is so mad, oh, isn't he? Jesus, so is him. He looks way. He looks like much better than oh, he, he does. Used to, yeah, like, yeah. You know? He looks. He's, he's ditched the Hogan colors anyway. Yeah. <laughs> since the, the only, Great American Bash. Uh, the only thing that. I just realised we uh, never counted any hairstyles in the was first there a hair, match. There was at least one, I think. Z-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. One. It's one. And then we'll count them here. So beautiful Bobby has one. Yeah. Sweet both, Stan. Both of them. Okay, both of them. Yeah, Sweet Stan as well. And Samu? Ooh. Yeah, that's the Simone's... Uh, no, the two lads have yeah, dreads, but have Samu dreads. has... Samu. He hasn't got the dreads. No. Yeah, he has kind of a permy mullet, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. give him can, you have a, can you have a mullet with dreads? I'm sure you could if you really tried. Oh, would that be like a mohawky kind of I thing? I don't know. You'd have to sh- like have the top shave and dreads at the back, but they yeah. don't have that, so we. Okay, can't no, I know. I was just, wa- I was just um, wondering for clarity. Oliver Humperdinck. Yeah, yeah, yeah one, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and yeah, that's it. That's so it. We're on five. Yeah, five. two matches. Yeah, not too bad. That's good. That's good. WCW so hick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's so, the important thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoyed this match as well. I think it went on a tad too long at 18 minutes. Yeah, could maybe shave four or five minutes off it, but. Yeah, the pace, and even, like I said, the stalling, people were going mad. Just watching them stare at each other was like, yeah, shit's um, about to go down, and people had like were popping for it. Yeah, we were saying that a lot of the faces like weren't over in Philly, mm. but These this case, Dr. Death Dr. is Death over. Dr. Death is fucking, I don't know what yeah. he's done in Philadelphia yeah, before, it was like, but he's, he's like the most popular <laughs> man here. Mm. Um, I thought the, the finish was fantastic as well. The way like the way it was done and the kind of... Yeah, and I kind of, you know, they're kind of teasing the whole yeah, thing exactly, of the Midnight yeah. Express... And their dissatisfaction with Cornet at the time. And then he gets fucking cracked with a yeah. tennis racket. Yeah, like. yeah. Oh, interesting. So this Jim, is Jim, Jim. This is the final WCW appearance of Samu, and his final overall pay per view appearance for three years. Oh. So we will see him again in the future, and it's also the final appearance of Doctor Death for three years. Unfortunately, ah. he'll be heading back to Japan for a while. Teaming with Terry Gordy as the Miracle Violence Connection. That's a great name. Yeah, for two big fucking units. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, next we have Gordon Soli backstage, and he is interviewing Terry Funk and Gary Hart. You know, I want to say one thing. You know, Winston Churchill said, never say die. Gary Hart says electrify. And that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to start a new dance craze here in Philadelphia. It's going to be the 10,000 watt boogie featuring Ric Flair and Sting here tonight. And besides that, we're going to introduce something new. Fried chicken. I'm talking about Ric Flair when we push him up against that electrified fence. Thank you so very much. And now let's go to Gary Capetta. Terry Funk is fucking ripped. Yeah, yeah big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah it looks what, great. That is mad. And Gary Hart's pretty cool. Yeah, well, yeah. Very, I thought I would talk Gary Hart's very kind of monotone. 
But I think in a good way. Like he looks like Ming the Merciless. He does. Look I think like I've Ming said that before, but I really, yeah, I yeah. like it. Like he's really evil. Yeah, I like him. Also, Gordon Soddy just so fucking dry. Yeah. <laughs> but in a good, it's yeah, weird, isn't yeah. he? So it's so good. Like yeah. yeah. So did you that like this interview? Name, or? Yeah, it was grand. Yeah. I thought it was grand. Yeah. Like it was a run of the mill. Yeah. WCW kind of style interview. And apart from Terry Funk being mental. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> um, but yeah, that fucking name, Gordon Soli. Yeah. Soli. I don't know if that's his actual. I think that's a work name. Or even if it yeah. is, like no, but that's, a, that's what I mean. Like, I wonder, it just strikes me somehow. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, so match number three is the Cuban Assassin versus Wildfire Tommy Rich. Cuban Assassin, whose real name is David Canal, uh, trained by Hiro Matsuda and debuted in 1978. He's basically just a journeyman who's wrestled yeah. everywhere. Uh, bit of trivia: He's the cousin of uh, future WWF referee and ECW manager Bill Alfonso. Mm. and Tommy Rich real name Thomas Richardson so not too much of a change was trained by Jerry Jarrett and Jerry the King Lawler and debuted in 1974 he wrestled all over in various NWA territories mainly Tennessee Georgia and Alabama won dozens of regional regional titles excuse me and in 1981 he defeated Harley Race for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship only to drop it back to him four days later Uh, it was apparently a political change because there was all various promoters vying for control and stuff and I yeah, don't know yeah. but yeah so they decided to give it to him for four days he debuted in yeah, Clash of the Champions 8 where he unsuccessfully challenged Luger for the US heavyweight mm. title so the assassin immediately jumps Rich at the opening bell they exchange blows until Rich sends assassin outside from a big elbow to the head after a quick breather assassin goes back on the attack and gets a one count from a flying cross body Rich tries to work on the arm but assassin fights him off and hurls Rich onto the apron Rich responds with a sloppy slingshot sunset flip for a two Rich goes back to the arm again and Assassin fights out numerous times with eye rakes and headbutts but Rich manages to keep landing arm drags and going back to the arm. Assassin grabs a handful of mullets to escape one last time and beats on Rich. He attempts a pile driver but Rich back body drops his way out of it but the Assassin goes back on the offensive almost immediately. He climbs the torn buckles but Rich crotches him. Rich whips Assassin to the opposite corner where Assassin attempts the crossbody he hit at the start of the match, but Rich ducks it and then follows up with a Tez press to win the match in 8 minutes and 26 seconds. One of the worst Tez presses I've ever I seen. Shock and finish to a you match. You know what? And shock and finish to it. Look, you said you said the word yourself. That was yeah. the entire match was super sloppy. Mm. Yeah. It was all over the place the yeah. entire time. Like, you know, not necessarily botching moves, but just not executing them no. nicely. And the mad thing is, I mean? the thing that annoyed me was they told a decent psychological story. Definitely, that, yeah. He hit that, that crossbody. He hit the crossbody and then he tried it again and that's how he, you know. Yeah. But that was a great little tad in a shit match. Definitely, yeah. But yeah. the Tez press, that was fucking it was gank. It was absolutely I don't know if it, if it was whether Rich didn't get up high enough or whether the assassin just bumped before he even it reached It looked like Rich or, didn't get it during yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah. slow-mo replay. It looked yeah. like Rich didn't get up high. He didn't even get his leg kind of around the other his, side. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? It was bad, wasn't um, it? What was that chant? Was it fuck? Tommy Rich. There was a boring chant nearly. Yeah, like there was a boring away, chant. And then there yeah. was another one. I think there was. I think it was fuck Tommy. Rich. Was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they absolutely hated him. Uh, fun fact: Tommy Rich becomes the manager of the FBI and ECW, and he's fucking deadly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. I remember watching him like seeing videos, and he was just. Now you don't get to see it here, but he's got this horrible voice as if he smokes seventy smokes a day. So he's got this, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, I like him. But uh, this match was even crap. Even at the very end, yeah, he gets the pin. He stands up and just leaves. Right Rich away. does. Yeah. Doesn't even leaves, celebrate. Doesn't even celebrate. Leaves right away. Nice. Everyone's booing him. One guy has his hand out. He slaps his hand. That's it. Like, you know, nice. he's, he's obviously clearly pissed off. Yeah, he's not getting yeah. the 
the, respons- the reaction he the reaction showed. Yeah, for, yeah. Like, you know, uh, at least he has a mullet. So yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. Mark that down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grant, um, he's got that going for him. If yeah, this was this was if a, nothing else. This was a yeah painstaking, like wasn't it? Uh, at least it was only eight minutes compared to the length. Yeah. Of okay. So here's some news. Uh, excluding an appearance as a participant in the 1995 edition of the 60 man World War 3 match this is the only other match that we have to watch the Cuban assassin in well the only good, good thing which is, which is good for yeah. Yeah. well no the only good thing about the Cuban assassin was you get to hear uh, JR's breakdown of the Cuban missile crisis oh yeah that yeah. was pretty decent though, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were really pushing the kind of evil foreigner yeah. thing at this card yeah. like. I suppose, well the Cold War was nearing its end was it not at this point um, 89 80, that was over by that stage yeah, yeah, but, yeah, well, yeah. Like, well by a year everything but officially yeah. Over. Yeah, yeah yeah but in gentlemen in just about 60 seconds it all goes on the line let me tell you something baby every night the Freebirds go in the ring it all goes on the line and it's the same old stinking story baby we still champions we're the greatest tag team in the world tonight and we're gonna be the greatest tag team in the world in the morning take it michael well you know it's like this so many women so little time and like prince said it is a sign of the times the dynamic dudes are a great young team but when they meet the Freebirds, in just a matter of moments you're going to find out why they call us fabulous. You're going to find out why they call us Bad Street. You're going to find out why or what Mama and Daddy warned you about a long time ago. And Gordon, you've seen it rolling and rocking for many years. I have indeed, and I'll tell you what. Their palace could turn into a mansion of misery tonight, that's for sure. All right, time for this world championship match. Let's go to the ring. Okay, we get another Gordon Soli interview where he is interviewing the fabulous freeboards garvin and hayes classic this was a fantastic interview yeah i fucking <laughs> loved it it was so good no, I, it was no, good it's classic it's classic um freeboards that's why i loved it yeah, yeah. and like i know when we touch on the next match we're talking about the smart audience or whatever you want to call it but it's hard to not like the freeboards yeah. in 1989 like I would have thought they were cool dudes definitely yeah. Yeah, the 100%. shades the leather jackets the fingerless gloves the dancing it's and all, like, like these these boys <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're about yeah. they're cool they're cool dudes and it's fucking it is cool they're actually probably more dynamic dudes than the That's the isn't that? yeah yeah. So yeah, yeah yeah they have a lot of um dynamism dynam dynamism yeah, it's dynamism. Dynamism. yeah is it dynamism mm-hmm. or no sorry no it's dynamicism Dynamicism, or is it? <laughs> Someone correct us. Yeah. I dare you. Yeah, see what happens. So, <laughs> match number four is our first title match of the show, and it is for the NWA World Tag Team Championships. It's the Fabulous Freeboards, who are the champions, Michael P.S. Hayes and Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, and they're defending against the Dynamic Dudes. Not much of a background on it. They've had uh, The Dudes have had a couple of title shots. They were eliminated from the tournament. Mm-hmm if we recall a couple of months ago under nefarious means so yeah. you know I think they got a title shot that ended you know ropey so they're getting another one now cool. before we start I'd like to say I was because the, the a lot of the WWE Network versions have the music covered yeah. you know yeah. what kind of thing Over, overlaid like. overlaid yeah. yeah I was like uh, I was like alright oh, I want to see what the dynamic dudes actual music sound like so there's this channel on YouTube called like WCW Fan Forever 71 or something and he's made oh, the chap has like nearly like fair play to him for sourcing this music like it's actually really really good but I looked at the Dynamic Dudes um, one of the Dynamic Dudes and in one of the shots he, he, like he made custom transfer them yeah. 
Johnny Ace actually skateboards in one of the shots. And oh, I was like, what no, the fuck? fuck? Yeah. There's like a ramp and he's at the top of the ramp and he goes, uh, like, Shane Douglas is still walking. But uh, he goes down the whole ramp on the skateboard and manages he to make it. that one. And I was like, he, he, he does kind of, you know, wobble a bit. But I was like, if I, if, he do, if they did that at the thing, like, you know what I mean? Then we might have fucking, yeah, it's a, they might have even got over it a, a smidgen. I, you really have to have both of them doing it though. One of them doing the no, other. No, no, that's what I mean. If they yeah. both practiced. Here, you're in a fucking arena. It's not that Look, hard right, to skate down right. like a ramp like that, in all fairness. Arenas, right, have a lot of smooth concrete yeah, floor. exactly. And massive car parks. There's so much area for you to even learn to just skate forwards and backwards. Yeah, that's all it takes. Do an hour at every fucking show. It'll also be a bit of exercise. Yeah. You know what I mean? A bit of cardio. Yeah, a bit of cardio. Anyway, it's fucking... 28 years later or something yeah. so it's too late, <laughs> too late right? yeah so anyway Shane Douglas yeah I, I don't need Shane no, Douglas no, no. he's going to pick up a skateboard no, now yeah. so uh, Hayes and Douglas start they do some sequences off the ropes which has a few botches and finishes with a swinging neck breaker from Douglas a couple of tags from both sides and Hayes ends up on the wrong side of the dude's offence who start working over his arm the dude's clear house hitting Hayes with a power slam and an elbow drop combo and double drop kicking Garvin which I all thought looked pretty good very good yeah but they are met with an onslaught of boos from the crowd after doing those double yes, moves. Yes, they are indeed. This is followed by a freeboards chant then. A, a very loud freeboards chant. I'm going to be honest, Michael Hayes, I don't know, shouldn't have encouraged it. Yeah. No, definitely not. He did. He, he, did, he yeah, made yeah. the dynamic dudes look even worse by, you know, looking around yeah, yeah. And, and basically was, like Hogan. Yeah, and he was doing, doing the, the, you know the moonwalking I mean? as yeah, well. Yeah, like. to get them, to get them kind of fired up the dudes go back on the offensive hitting Midnight Express-esque very difficult word to say double team moves on Hayes and Ace takes on both freeboards with a headlock slash head scissors combo which was pretty cool but this one since again insights booze from the crowd and a dude's suck chant not good not good not good at all Hayes hits a cheap shot on Ace which gets a big pop Garvin sends Ace reading outside and continually prevents him from re-entering the ring I thought this was going to be a count out finish there but it wasn't. He got back in. Finally back inside, the freeboards put a beating on Ace. Hayes attempts the DDT, but Ace blocks it and tags in Douglas, who unloads drop kicks. The dudes attempt a double back suplex on Garvin, but Hayes trips Ace from the outside, allowing Garvin to turn in midair and land on Douglas, to which the referee counts three at 11 minutes, 28 seconds, allowing them to retain the World Tag Team Championships. I have a question straight off the bat. Yeah, go. Where's the other belt? Was there only one belt? Yeah. Um, when this. they came out, yeah. Michael Hayes didn't bring a belt with him. Yeah. So that's why there's only one. He just but didn't bring it with he him. Didn't bring, well, I don't know. But Actually, yeah. I read when I was. Well, reading, he didn't have it in the interview either. All oh, right. Yeah. I don't know if maybe he, he just I, forgot it. Maybe he, I think he might have lost it. <sighs> Possibly because, because I was like when I was I was reading about like kind of television matches that may not be on the network and stuff of kind of this feud and the person who was reviewing it that I read online there he was like the match was a bit hampered by the fact the freeboards didn't have their belts with them. So unless they both lost them or they fucking fucked it up or yeah, they did something bogey, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that's a bit of a nuisance, isn't it? Um, but the match. Here, if the crowd rea- had reacted correctly, this would have been a very... It was a very good match, but I think if the crowd had have yeah, actually yeah. built the freeboards and cheered the Dynamic Dudes, it would have been an even better match. I think so as well. Yeah, yeah I would agree with you. Because I liked all the moves the Dynamic Dudes were doing. Mm-hmm. A few botches now. But yeah, a few botches. Right. Uh, here's the thing. Shane Douglas had a broken arm. Oh yeah, I had the thing. It was actually broken. It was actually broken. It is fair play. So uh, I couldn't let those botches slide if yeah, he was involved in them. Yeah, like you know what yeah. I mean? Because that's 
He's hardcore. It's yeah. just a shame because you got two great wrestlers there and they're stuck with this fucking shitty shit gimmick. gimmick. Yeah. yeah. You know? Who That's a good match. Gimmick, like, was it them or was it WCW? I see them. I'm WCW. guessing it was someone like Jim Heard, like the non wrestling guy yeah. who was like, here, what's cool? Like Bob Coddle, the, what the cool kids are doing. You know, they've got yeah. the skateboards and the frisbee and the fucking. Remember, even that kid was like, the, he got to hop the guardrail and he still didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'll throw this frisbee to you. They look up. so hammy walking down that ramp with, yeah. the, with the shitty skateboards in their hands that obviously have never yeah. been skating on. Like, yeah. I, you know? And I think they probably tried to shoehorn in Cornette to try and give them a bit of. You know credibility. Credibility. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the word I was looking for. I did like that whole uh, the calling out of the fact that they're using those Midnight Express esque moves. They are Midnight Express, in, aren't they? Which yeah. Also feeds into like the, the whole you know whole double story. drop kicks and the you yeah know, yeah, yeah come like on. not necessarily yeah, double team moves, more kind of like sequences with two people doing. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty cool, and they are very Midnight Express. I say Definitely. they were told to kind of yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, because as if Cornette is tra- training them yeah, to be like yeah, yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah, was very subtle as well. Very subtle. Yeah, did you like this match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it's just it's hard to like concentrate on what's actually happening when the crowd is just booing the faces yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. It is, and they're booing them like it's not like you know the way you get like kind of these splits when like even John Cena gets a split, like you know, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. It's a proper, yeah, it's like the, it's the Roman Reigns kind yeah, of reaction yeah. where yeah. everyone Roman hates Reigns him. Won yeah, the Royal, Royal Rumble in yeah. Philadelphia, same city, same kind of reaction. Yeah, it's just like fuck, fuck this guy, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of hard to take faces seriously when the crowd hates them yeah, so much. Definitely. And it's kind of understandable that like we would hate them with that gimmick. Yeah. But it's ironic that Shane Douglas would later become so popular in Philadelphia with yeah. ECW. Yeah. As the, you know, just being himself. Yeah. Yeah. Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. As, as what I'd call a precursor to the Cerebral Assassin. The Ooh. Triple H definitely stole yeah, that yeah. kind of aura, I would call it. Yeah. But uh, that's just playing into... Shane Douglas's hand, so I don't want him to know I said that. <laughs> he's he's a bit bitter. He's one of those bitter guys these days. Is he? Yeah? yeah, he is. Jesus Christ! But anyway, that's match four of eight, which is half. <gasps> so what does that mean? Half time history. Half time history. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gobshites, the lot of us. Anyway, one. It's uh, October. October. Okay. Uh, what is, what has happened since SummerSlam to now? Uh, in music, the number one in America is Miss You Much by Janet Jackson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it sounds like generic Janet Jackson. I don't really know. The number one in Ireland. Now, this sounds like you wouldn't know it, but it's, you probably would. It's That's What I Like by Jive Bunny and the Master Mixers. <laughs> That's what I like. Right. Now, it's like, it's a mix of like, um, you know the song? Wipe out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like uh, Beach Boys slash Surf Rock. Like, it samples loads of tunes, you know, and you've probably definitely heard it, but it's just, you know, one of those random ones that you never hear of again. Yeah, yeah. But other stuff that came out um, Sleeping with the Past by Elton John. A few belters on that, I looked it up. Uh, Dr. Feelgood by Motley Crue. Uh, it's one of your favourite bands, Dave. SM Airlines by No Effects. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's a good album. Hot in the Shade by Kiss. Oh yeah. Television shows that debuted. G.I. Joe, a real American the hero. cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Deadly. Uh the Beetlejuice animated series. <laughs> I remember that uh, fucking hell. Black Adder goes forth. Baywatch. Oh. Um uh, the Super Mario Brothers show starring Captain Lewis Super yeah, that, Mario, if oh, you recall yeah, that. Yeah. And uh the greatest show to ever reach television, Fair City. Oh, <laughs> that's been going since nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> 
bad, isn't it? Yeah. For, the, for, for those of you outside of Ireland, Fair City is a it's not soap stuff. opera. Probably, I don't know, does it have three or four episodes weekly? Like, I don't know. I couldn't tell you because of... Ask me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask my man as well. Oh, yeah. well, next time I'm bomb. <laughs> 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 no, um, it's shocking. It's like, it's fucking... Yeah, it's think, of, think of the worst soap opera in your country and then make it worse. Make and, it Irish. Yeah. And make the acting worse. <laughs> oh, it's, it's very, oh. very, very bad. But the other good shows were deadly. Definitely, deadly, yeah. yeah. Uh, the number one film was Look Who's Talking. Ah. John Travolta, John Travolta of course, Travolta, the alley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, other films that came out around this time uh, was The Punisher with Dolph Lundgren, the original. Oh, wow. And that the Marvel Punisher? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't really... It was, there was a, it was very bad. It's very I've bad. never seen it. I've never seen it either. Yeah, yeah. It's never even heard of it. Very unknown. But Dolph Lundgren's deadly. Dolph Lundgren's great. And... For the time, of course, Halloween Five: The Revenge of Michael Myers was also in the cinema, which makes sense yes. for October. Yeah. Mm. So before we get back into it, we will count the mullets in the previous match because we forgot to do that because we're idiots. And uh, anybody want to go first? There probably both free boards or oh yeah, both free boards yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, and both dudes, both dudes. Both yeah, yeah, um, delightful. That's yeah, it. yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Four mullets yeah. in one match. Yeah, we're up to ten. 100% mullet ratio on that match. Yeah, That's fantastic. Yeah. Going. 10. Yeah. Oh, yes, because Tommy Rich as well, was it? Yeah. yeah. In just a few minutes, the world will see Doom. Of course, the Steiners will see them inside the ring. Uh, my question to you, Scott Steiner, is how are you going to fight a team you have never seen before? We have no strategy. We, have, we need no strategy. Tonight is a total reckless abandon. That's when you're playing our game. Because when there's no rules, no anything, you're in our ball game, you're playing our game. That's the way we like it. Yeah, you know, we got do. That's a good name for those guys, do, because when we get done with them, it's going to be finished. Oh, I, we like a good fight. Who cares what happens? Who cares what happens to man? As long as we get in, you get to fight. You get to beat up somebody. Just do what you got to do. Rick Steiner, many voices thinking that woman will be able to distract you and cause your defeat. No, she did it to me one time. I, if I get her a chance to get in there, if I get her a chance, I'm going to take her and get it to All her. right, fans, back now to the ring live in Philadelphia. We get an interview with the Steiner brothers. Scott Steiner's great, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. What, Boy, what, being bad. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. going to use the word great there. but uh, <laughs> I was going to say Rick Steiner is great. Rick Steiner is like oh, yeah. The actual comparison between Scott speaking first and then Rick going, it was unbelievable. Like It was just like, it was like night and day, yeah. you know? <laughs> He has it down as yeah, opposed to this fucking yeah, green brave. Scott yeah. Steiner. Like. But uh, Rick Steiner employs he's going to give woman something and I don't know if it's a German suplex or he's going to rape her. I don't I, know. You know, I thought it was a double entendre to the honest. Yeah, I, you yeah, know, yeah, He yeah. did the action. <laughs> she's going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's doing this. Like, yeah, he is. The next match is match number five and it is the Steiner brothers. But before we get into it, let's love these guys. Love these guys. Love these guys. Yeah, it's the Steiner Brothers, Rick and Scott against Doom. Two masked men, Doom. Do either of you know who Doom are, or can no. you guess who Doom are? Do you know who they are? Yeah. Okay, do you know no, who they are? I have no idea. Can you guess at all? Two fucking huge black lads. Yeah. No, go for it. No. Just tell me. It's Ron Simmons. Farouk, Fuck off. And... Uh, shit, I can't even remember the name. Butch Reed. Butch Reed. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no way. Yeah. yeah. 
they're, like it's very obvious it's them once you're not once you're not if you've been watching WCW television consistently you know it's them yeah, like. it's not many lads that yeah. look like that and sound like that yeah. uh, so the background to this one is a geeky looking female fan named Robin Green began following the Steiners around professing her love for the cute and dorky Rick uh, Rick eventually agreed to go out on a date with her and she suddenly changed from a frumpy geek to a femme fatale look Ooh. which raised the suspicions of Scott and their manager Missy Hyatt Robin began escorting the Steiners in matches along with Hyatt and a clash of the champions eight the Steiners lost a title match against the Freeboards because Rick was tripped by someone at ringside Robin blamed Hyatt but it was eventually revealed to be her Ooh. Scott went to meet with her in a park but then was assaulted by two men he was pulled into a limousine uh, whose faces were never shown even though you can hear someone talking and it's blatantly Ron Simmons because his voice is the deepest voice that's ever been a voice and he said damn <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, at a later date Scott did an interview and to get the angle over he had Rick legitimately punch him in the face so he'd have a black eye for the interview <laughs> no way yeah. that's brilliant said it like just get a bit of makeup but classic fair, Scott yeah. Steiner yeah get, yeah, get yeah, yeah. on the whole so, Ro- Robin started going by the name of woman and told the Steiners that they would meet their doom at Halloween Havoc. Ooh. Woman. Yeah, it's so, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. actually a pretty well-written story, though, in all fairness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked, yeah. like how that kind of And uh, So, background on woman is Nancy Sullivan. Uh, at the time, the wife of Kelvin. Kelvin? Yeah, nice one. At the type of... The, the wife of Kevin Sullivan at the time of this. Who, um, between 1984 and 1987, she travelled the States with him as part of his Satanist cult gimmick where she was known as the Fallen Angel. Such a weird, creepy little freak. Kevin Sullivan seems to have done all right for himself. Yeah, 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 big time. He has. So the match itself, uh, the Steiner started things off hot with massive German suplexes and clotheslines all over the place. Steiner liners. Steiner liners. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Uh, Doom have moments of fighting back, but the Steiners always manage to get back in charge, flooring Doom with Steiner lines and dumping them with big suplexes. Scott gets taken down when the the Doom member on the apron attacks him from behind. I'm not going to try and figure out who's, who's who. who yeah. Doom 1. Doom, Doom, one, one, Doom, Doom 1 and Doom 2. Well, yeah. I, have, I have a little note on that in a minute. Yeah, Scott gets taken down when the Doom member on the apron attacks him from behind and Doom go to work on Scott, including dropping him across the steel guardrail multiple times. Jim Ross accidentally says, read, oh. for Bush read. Yeah, then cuts himself off and tries to cover it up by saying, greed. He was like, read there, and then he goes, Greed. Greed's what drives this woman. And I was like, oh, good save. Yeah, well, not bad, yeah, not bad. Yeah. Uh, Scott makes the tag, but the ref doesn't see it as he was distracted with the other Doom member. And while the ref gets Rick out of the ring, Doom hits Scott with a spike pile driver, which Scott just barely kicks out from. Scott makes the tag to Rick, who hits both Doom members with Steiner lines, and Scott hits a great-looking Frankensteiner. For a lad his size. Yeah, definitely. Outrageous. All hell breaks loose in and out of the ring and Woman takes the opportunity to load one of Doom's masks with a foreign object which he headbutts Rick with and gets the three count at 15 minutes 32 seconds. There's something about that loaded mask finish. It's stupid. I don't it's like stupid, it at all. stupid but there's something about it that I like. I think it's because you'd never see anything like it no, now. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't really, And it's like, you? it's just one of those You don't vintage. see loaded anything no, these days. No. Like, it's, it's, it is vintage, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's what I want to see looking at fucking 28-year-old stuff that I'm yeah. not going to see nowadays. No, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the Doom gimmick is, I don't know, I think it will get better in the yeah. future, but yeah. at this stage, they were obviously just trying to figure it out still. Um, 
I liked the way they came out with the like the hooded robes. Yeah, and woman stuff. Yeah, like yeah. woman presents doom, and they yeah. both she's in the middle, and then they come from the sides. That was yeah, pretty cool. That yeah. was cool, but I don't know about the masks in general. I don't they're very know. old they're school just, masks. Aren't very, they? like generic. The whole looking. the whole setup is very generic. Yeah, you know the whole like it, it, I know, like you said there as well. They're still trying to find their foot and trying to figure out what they're actually going to do with this whole thing. Yeah, but like there's absolutely nothing special about it besides woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. What did you think of the actual in-ring match, though? Um, I thought it was a bit messy, yeah. but really enjoyable for the most yeah, part. Yeah, it, it was one of those good clusterfucks. Yeah, like, yeah. Those suplexes and Steiner Four massive were, lads yeah, just beating yeah, the shit out of each other. And here's I a classic case of, like, the crowd are really behind the yeah, Steiners for this yeah, one. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. were, they, they obviously fucking love Rick Steiner. Uh, yeah. you know, oh, they do, yeah. How could you not? Know? I had a good time, even though it was a bit of a sloppy encounter. I thought the fucking moves they were doing were... Yeah, Just how can you not enjoy all yeah. those suplexes? No. Like, you know, proper dumped on the noggin yeah. suplexes as well, <laughs> and that spike pile driver on Scott, enjoyable little spot. And Scott Steiner has a mullet. He does. Boom. Yeah. Did you put him down? I didn't. I am now. It's yeah. a nice mullet. It is. Just moments from now, the total package himself puts the U.S. Heavyweight Championship on the line. You know, Gordon Soli, this is the real deal, Brian Pillman. Your little exhibition skirmishes are over with. This is when you got the butterflies deep in the pit of your stomach, when it's all on the line. Big money, big reputations, a big match for all the marbles, for all the gold. And this is when you see Brian Pillman why I am the premier wrestler alive today. Why I stand above the wrestling world. The wrestling world is at my feet. I am the champion of the 90s. How many times have you been champion? Gordon Soley, I will be champion for as long as I want to be champion. Brian Pillman, that's what you find out right now. He's been champion more than once, which means he can be beat. Let's go to the ring. Next up, we have Gordon Soley, who interviews Lex Luger. It's probably Luger's best interview he's done so far, despite the fact he still sticks his thumb out like that. And it fucking wrecks me. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I thought it was good, especially for Luger, who, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. he gets a lot of stick in general by the wrestling fan world whatever you want to fucking call him Gordon Soddy is just such a gas prick yeah, the end he? after Luger walks off he's just like well he's been a three time champion that means he can be beaten <laughs> but that, what, what a fucking great lion though what a fuck that's an unbelievable lion did you like it Dave, the yeah no I enjoyed it yeah it was yeah. grand I thought it was fairly kind of like like you said probably one of his better interviews but very standard otherwise yeah. you know yeah of course so next is match number six and it is for the NWA United States heavyweight title it's flying Brian Pillman challenging the champion, the total package, Lex Luger. Uh, the background to this is Luger had been issuing open challenges for the US belt, kind of like Cena did a few years back when he was the champion, except Luger's a heel. And he'd almost, he'd mostly just beaten jobbers who, you know, fucking nobodies. On the October 7th episode of WCW, that would have been my third birthday, by the way. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Fun fact. Yeah, before a scheduled match of Luger versus some jobber, Pillman came out and challenged Luger in the open challenge. Uh, but before the match even began, Luger threw the ref out of the ring and they brawled with Pillman on the verge of beating Luger until the total package ran away. Later on backstage, Luger agreed to fi- face Pillman at Halloween Havoc where he'd be able to prepare for him better. So classic heel, heel being a prick. Yeah. Yeah. Heelish tactics. Yeah. Great heelish tactics. Yeah. Really, yeah. So uh, Pillman comes out with the dancers you had mentioned earlier. Yeah. yeah I liked pretty I liked cool, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what yeah. I liked, I don't know, yeah. I don't know if this was intended or anything, yeah. but what I really liked about Pillman, or not Pillman's entrance, uh, Luger's entrance, the, the US heavyweight belt seems to have all of this, 
like importance around it. Yeah, and they really talked about like. throughout the show yeah, and stuff yeah. compared to like how those secondary kind of, belts are those, talked yeah, about these days. Yeah, belts yeah, yeah, nowadays yeah. are just treated yeah. like yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever. Like it really mm. felt like that US heavyweight championship like, strap was like even when Luger was doing his promo and he and Gordon Soli was like you're the US heavyweight champion he was like yeah I'm the champion of the nineties he's like Ric Flair and all that was the champion of the eighties I'm yeah. the champion of the nineties was like okay Jesus, yeah fair yeah. enough like all right, yeah, I believe yeah. you I believe you so there's lots of jockeying for position at in the early going till Pillman fires up and unloads chops and drop kicks on Luger. Luger gets in some strikes but Pillman hits a springboard crossbody for a two count then goes after Luger's arm. Luger brawls out of the armbar a few times, but each time Pillman fights back with beautiful drop kicks, hip tosses and arm drags and goes back to the armbar. The camera gets a shot of the hat guy of future ECW crowd fame. Oh. Did you ever see him? Yeah. He's always in like yeah, the front yeah. row of ECW. You see him going mad at Luger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luger whips Pillman to the corner, but eats a pair of boots on the way in. Pillman tries to capitalise with a diving splash, but Luger moves and starts unloading the power moves, including a huge flapjack and a vicious clothesline to the back of the head. Pillman is thrown outside but comes back in with a slingshot sunset flip for a near fall Luger tries to clothesline Pillman but Pillman ducks and Luger flies over the top to the outside Pillman drags him back in and goes for the 10 point spot but only reaches 4 before Luger runs him out into an inverted atomic drop Luger tries the superplex but Pillman pushes him off and hits a lovely diving sunset flip for another near fall He hits Air Pillman which is a springboard clothesline but Luger gets his foot on the ropes just before 3 Pillman tries a missile drop kick, but Luger ducks and then hot shots Pillman onto the ropes to win the match. 16 minutes, 49 seconds, and retain his belt. I really liked this match because yeah. Pillman is fucking deadly. And they even gave him the majority of the offense. Yeah. You know, usually it's like him being beaten. And the kind of story they were telling, they kept, kept going, Luger's just using brawling, punching, and kicking. Yeah. He's not using his power moves. If he uses his power moves, he beat him. Yeah, that's a kind of. It was different to what I expected. I thought yeah, it was going to be kind of a little man, big man, underdog yeah, yeah. story, but it was very much they wrestled as equals. Yeah. Like. In all fairness, even like I know Lex Luger is fucking like he is jacking this yeah, fucking yeah. match. Pillman is <laughs> unbelievable yeah. as well. Like, you know. He's not bad. Yeah. He's not bad. Yeah. There is still a probably 40, 50 pounds. There is a good difference, yeah. but like, the two of them are like. Yeah, they're Pil- both fucking Pilman, ripped. Like. If, like, if we travelled back in time to 1989 and Brian Pillman walked in here like that, we'd be like, fucking hell, yeah. don't kill me, please. Yeah. You crazy bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought this was a great match. I like, thought it was pretty really good as well. And like you said, those fucking sunset flips were... Diving sunset flips, like springboard cross yeah. bodies. And Lu- even though Luger sucked to... Well, he was doing the punching and kicking and then he didn't unload the power moves until Pillman missed that splash. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. he thought, right, I'm going to have to go. He did... He fucking shot Pillman up, got eight, nine feet in the air with a flapjack, and yeah. it was pretty cool stuff. That vertical suplex looked fairly uh, fairly ropey for a, a moment there. Uh, it kind that? of overshot, didn't no, it? No, he actually it was, was barely getting up. Oh, he had, right, his, yeah, he had yeah. him by the tights, and like his tights were pretty much down yeah. to his knees at one stage, yeah. like, you know, yeah. trying to get him up. Yeah, yeah he got it at the end, though. Luger is continuing to prove me wrong. I was what the, what before happened? we what happened? started like, this podcast. Like I was of the opinion, Luger, Luger is one of the worst wrestlers ever because really? yeah. I only remember him from like ninety four onwards yeah, yeah. to like the end of WCW, where, where he, he's he like did nothing. He did. took one bump a match yeah, at yeah, most. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But back then in eighty nine, Luger was fucking good. He had a lot of potential, like Definitely, as a young yeah. up and comer. Just he'd only been wrestling three years at yeah, this point. Yeah, 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 fucking hell. I don't know what happened. He just got lazy. I guess he, must have, he, he got Randy Orton. I do not yeah. like. Do you know what I mean? If his clotheslines are out to go, boy, then he definitely his fucking. His clotheslines are bad. Yeah. Like, because like, cl- they're really like a little, yeah, they're a little tap, know? aren't they? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You see oh, other guys yeah. like look at Rick Steiner's clothesline. Oh. He literally although, like, cares although I will say that in this match he clotheslines Pillman from behind and he proper lardy at some. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think what was the best part about that was yeah. Pillman's bump. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, a full on somersault. Like yeah, it was really that was good. a deadly clothesline. The line, only yeah. thing that I found slightly confusing was when Pillman went for the missile drop kick yeah. and like. Luger was meant to like avoid it, but it was almost like he kind of bumped to the side. Yeah, and then I was like, "Is he trying to sell it as though he was hit, or he wasn't hit and he was avoiding it?" But it was like he took a bump. I don't know if he was was a bit weird. Bump underneath it so Pillman would go over the top. If that, you know what I mean? Because if he was trying to lie down to get out over the way or something, yeah, it was weird. Or maybe like his brain just went into bump mode, but he also kind of moved to. No, he probably was like. We're gonna take this missile, and then as Pillman was going, he was like, like oh, "Actually, shit. I'm not meant to." Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't like the hot shot as a finish. No, no, definitely not. I understand it working at some point in the 70s and early 80s, you know, like yeah. like guillotine and someone throw forced across the top rope. Even it's not good enough. I don't 89, think. it's not. Well, good I mean, enough. it's it's more acceptable than the shittest Lutez yeah, press ever. Oh, it's, just God, it's on the same card. It looks, as that. It looks like yeah. a shooting star stunner. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Compared to that fucking thing, but. The hot shot is not. No, it's no, not a no, finish. Not a great finish. No, it's it's a setup for an ear fall, if anything. Yeah, or even a setup <laughs> for a thing like if they, you know, throw force and then they turn around, you fucking super kick them or okay, yeah, yeah. them or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Whatever your finisher is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even just pick them up into the fucking torture rack. Torture rack, yeah. Oh, faces are... rarely submit, don't they? Especially in the eighties. There you go. I don't man. think a face should ever tap out. No. That's just my. That's just me. Ah. Good match. I like this match. Perfect time at yeah, 16 minutes. Yeah. All good. All good. Uh, so two more mullets for the two list. More two more mullets for the list. We are standing by live here in Philadelphia, just minutes away from the Road Warriors skyscrapers match. Hawk, you are considered the best tag team in the history of professional wrestling, but can even the Road Warriors defeat the skyscrapers? Well, you know, we've been underdogs all our life. And there's some critics out there that think we're underdogs tonight. Well, the people out there aren't stupid. They know better. The skyscraper. Hey, who builds buildings, Paul? People do. And who tears them down? People do. Well, we're a couple of people who are going to reduce them to rubble. Snack on danger, die on death. Dead men don't make money. Tell them, Adam. You know, a lot of people in our sport today judge themselves on how much they can take by the hands of the road warriors. Not by anybody else, but by the legion of doom. That's why we're the number one team in professional wrestling and skyscrapers. You ain't gonna change that. All right, fans, let's go back to the ring now. Road warriors and skyscrapers live from Philadelphia. We snack on danger, we dine on death, and dead men don't get paid. What a fucking promo. (laughs) The Road Warriors and Paul Ellering are being interviewed by Chris Cruz, and I'm having the time of my life. It was the other one. It was like, uh, who builds buildings? People. People. (laughs) Who tears buildings down? We We do. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking brilliant. Did you like that term? So good. Everything about the Road Warriors, except for the fact that they wear their pants like up over their belly buttons. But that's like, probably because they have that big steroid gut, possibly. I don't know. It, but, it uh, looks a bit like. I kind of like that old school. But everything look. else about them is just 100% <laughs> so. Oh, they are the so coolest good. motherfuckers going, aren't they? Oh, like, stop. Oh, man. Fucking <laughs> hell. When he, and when Hawk was saying it, I was just like, you're right, Hawk. <laughs> when they fucking come out, and he's like, snack on that. he's like, we snack on danger, die on death, and dead men go get paid. Tell him, animal. And he's just like, <laughs> it's like his head is going to explode. 
blowed us. Oh, you're such a fucking deadly cunt. That tell him is great as well. Yeah, every time. <laughs> tell him. Tell him. <laughs> so, uh, match number seven, the penultimate match of the evening, is mm-hmm. a tag team match pitting the skyscrapers, Sid Vicious and Dangerous Dan Spivey. Dangerous is the word. Yeah. Versus the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal. Uh, before we get on, let's count Sid and yes. Spivy. Spivy and Animal. Animal. So that's yeah. three, three. three of them. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically, the background is this: is the Road Warriors still want revenge on Teddy Long for costing them the titles? Oh, oh Teddy, Teddy, Long. Teddy Long. Skull it. Oh, Skull it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. For uh, for costing them the tag team titles. Fair enough. Nineteen are nineteen is our record. We might break it in. I don't know. Anyway, we'll find out. We'll see. Yeah. We're, we're on 18. 18. Shit. But anyway, yeah, so they want revenge on Teddy Long. Um, yeah. The Road Warriors entrance, let's talk. Let's speak for a moment. <laughs> I like the way on the network they have a version of Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, not anyway, it's not the Iron Man. It's not the Black Sabbath one, but it's also not like. shit like overdub crap. It's fucking. And then like the fire. Oh, not the fire. There's, there's like a fog machine, and they come up from like a fucking the basement and a trap yeah, door thing. It's Jesus like, Christ! They're these so lads cool. are gonna eat you alive. Do you know, oh. just everything about like there, there's no red in this. It's just all black, black with black. fucking yeah. silver Pure spikes, death, like. and yeah, it's perfect for Halloween. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and something about Paul Ehring, like he always looks a bit evil, but something about when he's coming out with them this time, he looks extra evil. <laughs> He also looks like he could knock your block off. I would say he looks more like Ming the Merciless than... Uh, yeah, he does. He's got the moustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, Animal and Spivey... Spivey. Sp- I'm just going to call him Nevy. Start. Animal tries to clothesline Spivey over the top. Spivey. Fuck's sake. But because Spivey is shit, he can't go over and just goes falls to the floor and goes under the ropes. Hawk and Sid go at it. And Sid is also a bit shit and botches a clothesline spot. Both Road Warriors shoulder tackled Sid, but he just pops straight back up, which... A lot of that happened uh, in this match. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I never thought anyone was going to sell in this match, but it, I thought everyone Christ. popped. Oh, one of those flying shoulder blocks was yeah. just... I think well, was... oh, this is it. It's Animal tries to take Sid down, but it takes three big shoulder tackles, and the third one, oh, he, he fucking yeah, missiles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, he proper throws himself It's like he's him. going from one ring to another it is, ring. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. He's killing uh, people. Sid wears... Hawk down with a test of strength but Hawk then powers up to a massive pop including one from me yeah. uh, tags from both sides with massive moves exchanged and minimal bumping happening Sid goes does a fucking kip up yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> the fucking size of yeah him. doing a kip up and then he picks Hawk up on his shoulder and throws him away like a baby that helicopter that thing yeah, that yeah. was dead absolutely was like, disgusting where did this come from Sid I've never seen this before the absolute strength to do something like that like, he, he, and, but he actually fucks him he fucks yeah. him across the ring like, and he can see him he can see Hawk yeah. actually spinning in midair like yeah. the bit in the test of strength and they're like you know obviously tense like they're tensing their muscles to make it look like they're actually fighting against one another mm. And Jim Ross goes, look at the size of the shoulders. And I was like, those shoulders are bigger than my skull. Yeah. <laughs> it's, fucking, it's outrageous. So he throws Hawk away. And outside, Sid then drops Hawk throw first onto the guardrail. The skyscrapers continue to double team Hawk in the ring. And right, I've definitely um, made a mistake here. Because it goes, they continue to double Hawk, team Hawk in the ring. And cunt Hawk tag. <laughs> It says cunt hawk for some reason. Cunt hawk. Yeah, I must have been thinking of some cunt when I was typing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's meant to say cutting. That's what it's meant to say. They keep cutting hawks tag attempts off. Ah. 
Cunt. Cunt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hawk finally makes the tag and Animal comes in, but a big four-way brawl ensues. Teddy Long comes in and throws a giant metal key to Spivey, Bivy, who uses it blatantly on Animal to get disqualified at 11 minutes and 39 seconds. After the match, the skyscrapers continue to beat on Animal until Hawk takes out Spivey with a diving clothesline and then uses the key on Sid. A serious diving clothesline as well. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Not just the key, a heavy metal key. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah heavy metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was a big mess, but it was a good one. Yeah, yeah. It was a good mess. The, yeah. The, my, the main thing that struck me was well, one, as soon as the Road Warriors came out, I just sat up and paid attention because yeah, yeah, they yeah. fucking pop off they the draw screen. You to but pay there's attention, yeah. that also kind of highlighted for me in this match there was one thing that was not like the others. Lex Luger looks like a star. The Road Warriors look like stars. Mr. Spivy, not so much. Sid looks like a star. Sid looks like a yeah. star. Sid, he's like six foot nine and he's huge. Very yeah. jacked and he's fucking. Spivy, Spivy looks like an old teacher. <laughs> he's yeah. huge. Like, he's really he also, tall, but he's not. The only thing really... is, like, at least Sid is green and I can, I can forgive him for being green. He still looks like a million bucks. But Spivy's been wrestling for years. Spivy, Spivy was at WrestleMania too, like, yeah. so he's been wrestling at least three or four years and he's garbage, man. Oh, yeah, he's, he's brutal. He's awful. Absolutely brutal. Oh, sorry. That was a can. Was that a lovely can? A lovely can. Can. I hate you both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Derm hates wrestling. <laughs> Don't you, Derm? Yeah. <laughs> I believe that joke was used on me originally. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, just turned around. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. Fuck all right, drop out. Drop out. I think that's your tour drop of the podcast. <laughs> Derm's crying now. I really like wrestling. <laughs> do you need that? I don't know if you even need that. Do you? No, I don't. No, well, okay. we need to. We need to count bullets. We've got eighteen, but we're, we're, no, we've already counted. We've already counted them. Yeah. Oh, have we? Yeah. Yeah. We're eighteen, including this oh, match. Of we course. did our yeah, start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is straight away. Don't you worry. Um, yeah. Overall, I thought it was a, an enjoyable yeah. clusterfuck of a match. With yeah. A bit, of, a bit of madness thrown in there. A bit, a bit of madness. Bit of yeah, violence. Yeah. yeah. You're always gonna, I'm always going to love watching the Road Warriors anyway. Yeah. They're always going to be great. Um, yeah. And while I would have liked to have seen them got a bit more offense in, because it, it kind of felt to me like the Skyscrapers were pretty, you know. But I think they want to continue it, because the Skyscrapers are monsters too. Oh, you definitely, wanna, yeah. You want to kill your monsters. This is coming from even. a purely selfish point of view. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm watching the Road Warriors, yeah. I want to see them beat the fuck out of people. Like, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. Um, They're just so weirdly athletic for such massive men. Like yeah. the drop kicks mm. and the fucking shoulder tackles, you just don't, the diving clothesline. Yeah, it's yeah. mad. And he proper do- like, like Kane's diving clothesline is him just jumping and landing on his feet and yeah. just kind of doing a little axe handle. Whereas Hawk go like his body goes horizontal yeah. in the air yeah. when he yeah. clotheslines yeah. them. You know that way. It's fucking deadly. Well, what can you say? We are ready for that big Thunderdome match. Ole Anderson, my question for you: At what point will you throw in the towel? You see this towel wrapped around my arm about ten times. You There's no way. You better get ready, Gary Hart. This towel is going to be like glue on my right arm. When I get out there, the only thing I'm going to be doing is watching Sting and Flair knock the crap out of Mr. Muda and Terry Funk. Get ready because your towel is going to be dropped in that ring. I guarantee. Ric Flair, are you willing you know, to risk Chris your Cruz, future in professional wrestling? I'm amazed. Throw the towel in. Here's how it goes. This is the Thunderdome. This is the big time. This is the National Wrestling Alliance. And Sting and Ric Flair stand for a cause tonight. And the yes. cause is the end. 
of Terry Funk yes! and the great Muna. Electrified, yes, 10,000 people, yes, nationwide, yes, tonight, Funk and Muna. Woo! Pay the news right there. It's Halloween, and guess what? It's gonna be full of hammock. It's gonna be different because we're talking something different than a regular wrestling match, and I love to be different. You know that. Halloween hammock and electricity. It's just seconds away now, Nature Boy. Woo! All right, fans, here we are. Thunderdome now, live in Philadelphia. Uh, Chris Cruz backstage and he's interviewing Ric Flair Sting and their Terminator Ole Anderson mm-hmm. now this brings me to a little story that I'd, I think I, I don't know I didn't mention to you but I told you I'd heard it so Ole Anderson's a cunt right? oh, okay. in general Vince McMahon hates him a lot of people hate him he's one of those people who like, he's on the never list as in like you know, not like you know like you know he's basically in Crispin no he's not in Crispin Water territory that's taking the piss but he won't ever be like welcomed back yeah, like yeah. Warrior was welcomed back and you know that sort of thing but um, so anyway in the Teddy Long shoot interview uh, he said that basically Ollie Anderson used to just call Teddy Long a nigger all the time Jesus right what a prick and, and if he was ever reffing Teddy Long matches or, you know, or, or Ollie Anderson matches and the way he touched him say get out of the corner he'd go get your hands off me nigger and stuff like that so he was a piece of shit scumbag right and uh, so also Ric Flair once called Teddy Long the N-word as well scumbag right so anyway these random girls went made their way backstage somehow and they managed to get into Ric Flair's dressing room and all and he was like who the fuck are you and they were like oh he was like tell them to get the fuck and they, they basically said Teddy Long let them in which was a lie and uh, so Ric Flair went up and was like here do you like your job here nigger or something like that something horrible like that and um he was like, yeah, and he was like, well, then don't let people into my fucking dressing room, blah, blah, blah. And he said, uh, he didn't, but, you know, whatever, Ric Flair. Yeah. But then, um, Gary Hart, this makes me think Gary Hart is Ming the Merciless. He made, like, a shank, like a prison shank, and then he went up to Teddy Long and gave it to him, and he goes, next time one of them fuck with you, cut their throats. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. <laughs> No messing. No messing no from messing Gary Hart. No, not at all, Jesus Yeah, so Christ. he basically made a knife for Teddy Long and then told him to bring it with him in his bag and if any of them ever fuck with him, bring it to the ring with him and if anybody fucks with him, just cut their throat. <laughs> Imagine Teddy Long just cut someone's throat in the middle of the ring, like... <laughs> but just the fact that Gary Hart said... and Gary, He was just like... So he was like... And then he was like... Gary Hart basically went around to people telling them to, not, to leave him alone, like... And yeah. Did, like. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, if Gary Hart makes shanks and he tells you to do something, you do yeah, it. Yeah, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I like Gary Hart. Yeah, okay, kind of. Yeah, kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, but for, for the right reasons, like. Just gonna get it. No, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, an yeah. L can. Oh. I'd love one of them cans. Would you? I'd love one, would you? It's quite lovely. No, I'm not gonna do it. That's okay. Responsible wrestling. Responsible, Responsible wrestling. Responsible. Wrecking the show here. World Just Responsible Wrestling Federation. Yeah. The W or WF. So anyway, despite the racist and kind of racist and sting, did you enjoy the interview? Yeah, yeah. 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 I thought it was good. Mm. Ric Flair just keeps saying yes a lot for some reason at the end of every sentence. Yes. It was kind of like that yes. the thing in that um Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Crispy, woo! Golden, woo! Honey, woo! Or whatever. Sting's face paint is... Yeah, it's pretty excellent. good. Yeah. Definitely oh, his Sting best offer. Sting has a mullet, technically. Well, he has a rat tail. Ooh, well, so he doesn't have a rat tail. He does have a rat tail. He brought, grew it back, David. Are you sure? Because mm. I saw the back of his head during the match and he didn't have a rat tail. He had a rat tail in the interview. Maybe he shaved it on the way out, but he had a rat tail Stick in that interview. Stick it down. 
Stick Rick Flair definitely has a moment. Oh, so we're on yes. 20. New yeah. record. New record. Halloween it's... Havoc. Halloween Havoc. Okay. Anyone else? No. Moot is not out now. Moot no, is kind of yeah. more, yes, we're around the slides, isn't it? Yeah, I think we're on 20 anyway. Tezza Funk. Tezza uh, Funk? No, I don't Tezza. think so. I like it. Hair. I like it. I know. Do you know what I like, though? Oh, one of those lovely cans. Mm, beautiful cans. Mm. Right. Just in time for the main event. Just in time for the main event, which is a Thunderdome match with special referee Bruno Sammartino. I'll give you the background. So, we've already seen how the Funk and Flair yep. uh, feud started on our Wrestle War 89 episode. Go back and listen to that, where Funk attacked Flair after his world title match. Great little And great, also, great we've angle. seen Sting and Muta's TV title match with the dodgy finish that resulted in the belt being vacated. And the Funk Flair title match, a great American Bash, both deadly mm-hmm. matches. And the end of that pay per view, which ended with a four man brawl all over the arena, wild mm. as fuck. That was excellent. So at a live show on September 3rd, Muta defeated Sting to win the vacant television title. So he's oh. the champion now. And at Clash of the Champions 8, it was set to be Funk and Muta versus Sting and Flair in a tag team match. But during the show, Gary Hart did an interview stating Funk would not be in the match as he'd gotten an infection from Flair using the branding iron on him at Great American Bash. In reality, Funk had legitimately got a staph infection and needed surgery, so oh, that's shit. why he couldn't wrestle. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. So, Dick Slater was Funk's replacement, and the match ended in a disqualification win for the faces when Slater busted Flair open with a cast. After the match, however, Funk runs out and puts a plastic bag over Flair's head and ties it shut. Right? Holy yeah. crap! Yeah, legitimately. Yeah, 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 right? So, puts a plastic Jesus bag over Christ. Flair's head, ties it shut. Then they beat the shit out of Sting's leg with the branding iron to the point that the branding iron bends around it. And then once the heels run off, Brian Pillman comes out and delivers CPR to Flair in the middle of the ring. <laughs> wow. On, on television. That's amazing. It's, That's pretty it's, dark. It's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Jesus it's Christ. It's mortar, like. Yeah. It's that crazy funk. <laughs> <laughs> fucking plastic bag, like. Yeah. Yeah. Did Jesus. You like that? No. Okay. <laughs> don't like attempted murder to oh, be honest so I do I kind of thought it was uh, so, okay. <laughs> the, the Thunderdome match what is a Thunderdome match is this in any way connected to Mad Max I'd say uh, I think Mad Max 3 came out in 89 did it not I, I, or at least is maybe, Thunderdome maybe the second 90. one Thunderdome's the third one is the it? second one's the oh. Road Warrior oh okay alright fair enough there's going to be a wrestler called Fury Road soon enough <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah so it's basically a giant cage steel bars not the mesh kind of coin uh, and there is room around the ring to walk around kind of like yeah, cells. Cells, uh, yeah. the top of the cage then curves inwards and is also electrified so no one can climb in or out shoot electrified apparently yeah, by yeah. the way things happen uh, there are also random things scattered around it to make it seem more Halloween-y skulls like gargoyles and... skulls cobwebs ropes so branches mangled bits of canvas and stuff and the only way for it to end is for the designated Terminator to throw in the tail. So Gary Hart is for the heels and Ole Anderson is for the faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bruno, firstly, comes out to a pretty good pop. Definitely. Philadelphia yeah. is fairly very, close to New York. He would have very, walked that very area a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he gets a good pop. The cage lowers slowly in place with a heartbeat sound and some creepy fucking music. Yeah. And you also hear War Pigs by Black Sabbath va- very vaguely. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fucking deadly. Yeah, oh, I was, was like, cool, right, yeah. it was just like, I was like, this is going to be full cool. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Uh, one of the bits of canvas accidentally goes on fire from the shoe electrified fucking thing. And Muta climbs up and puts it out with his mist, which was, I thought was fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, de- definitely. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. Before we get to this, can, can I yeah. just ask a question? I yeah. don't know if you have the answer. But when Muta's coming out, yeah. 
Does it, does why is there a guy him? walking backwards behind him the whole way? What's oh, that about? And why evil, is he walking backwards? Even Orientals. But know, he's even not, Orientals. He's not involved again. Like, no. There's no point in him being there because no he one, walks backwards no one the whole time. The, no one except for the official Terminators are out inside, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, strange. So, gas. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So he Muda puts out the fire in a pretty cool fashion. Yeah. Pretty cool because he definitely like thought of that on the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flair and Funk start out and lay into each other till Flair slams Funk over the top rope to the floor. Properly slamming yeah. him to the top, over the top rope to the floor. Like. Sting and Flair put a beating on Funk and Flair's chops have never sounded oh, so they sound loud. so good. Oh my God. Because you see other chops going on in the match yeah. and then you just hear Flair. Flair just like, <laughs> oh my God. So stiff. Uh, Muta tags in and Sting immediately military presses him and hurls him at Funk. The faces work over Muta until Funk helps shift things on the outside and the heels go on the offensive against Sting, including Muta hitting his beautiful flashing elbow. All four men brawl in and out of the ring till Sting ducks a roundhouse kick and hits both opponents with jumping face busters to bring the pace down again. Sting tries for the Scorpion Deathlock but Funk stops him and the wild brawling starts again. Muda and Sting climb one of the cage walls and fight while Flair chops the shit out of Terry Funk who was hanging off the top of the cage. Oh, it's fucking bananas. Sting holds Muda in a military press for ages. Yeah. Way too slang. long, like, really. it was What mad. was going on? I don't know if they were thinking about throwing him outside or what. Yeah. It, was, it was mad, yeah. Uh, Flair puts Muda in the figure four in the middle of the ring while Sting swings on a rope like Tarzan and drop kicks Funk. The table's torn when Funk uses the rope to tie Sting to the cage and Muta puts Flair in the Muta lock. Ole attempts to untie Sting while the heels hit Flair with a spike pile driver. Sting is freed and leaps from the top of the cage into the ring with a crossbody to Funk I and Sting is fired up massively for that. Yeah. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> it's 1989. Yeah, Sting is doing? fired up to fucking oh, big bits. Time. Flair attacks Funk's leg and cinches in the figure four leg lock. Sting hits two splashes off the top rope that was onto, great the, as well. onto the trapped Funk who is calling to Hart to throw in the towel, but Hart refuses. Muta tries to attack San Martino, but gets a big right hand for his troubles. Then Gary Hart tries to get in the ring, but Ole attacks him, sending Hart's tail flying in San Martino's direction, who calls the end and declares Flair and Sting the victors at 23 minutes and 46 seconds. What a mad bastard of a match. Uh, it was a fucking mental match. Was it? Fairness. Like, it's really enjoyable. Like, yeah, I, was actually, yeah. I was actually surprised how much I enjoyed it. Such yeah. a weird, weird gimmick. Yeah. And yeah. like the random rope Tarzan. The, and the electricity never once came into it. No. Oh, Muta was climbing and then I think he got shocked. Like, oh, because oh, he, 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 he got to the very top, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. See, I think the thing is, there's the cage and then there's the angled curved bit. And I think the only bit that's electrified is the one bar. So oh, if you skip I that see. bar, you yeah. can still climb yeah. to the top, which is what Terry Funk was doing. But Muta grabbed that and you see him go, oh, fucking Oh <laughs> my God. Why do they make a shoot? Like, why do they just not pretend it's electrified? Yeah, like, yeah. So weird. Which, yeah, a great match, I thought. I thought it, was, like, it was mayhem. It was it absolute was, mayhem. Was but some of the, like, even, like, the, the, the stuff they used the cage for, like, you know... There was one stage where Sting had Muta and he was like literally trying to, trying pump, to through. pump through the square yeah. in yeah. the cage. Like, you know? That was great. And then there was a bit where like uh, Terry Funk was just climbing because he's mental. <laughs> and Flair like chops him and he falls and he gets his legs stuck in the in the square yeah. hole and he's like hanging. Yeah, There's was... a bit where um, Muta, uh, what's it called? He crosses himself on one of the squares as well. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, like he goes down good. with some force. Oh, like, he does, you know? yeah, yeah. Just a, a mayhem match, but yeah. like, some great stuff like that. Um, figure four with the two splashes. Was, I don't know how good. sold I am on the finish. Like I really enjoyed the fact that Gary Hart wouldn't throw the towel yeah. in 
because he's and just like Funk was blatantly saying here I give up like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And was, it was done really well in that Hart has really good accuracy yeah <laughs> did, oh it was oh it, it was actually perfect. it was executed excellently yeah, yeah, it landed perfect. right on Sam Martino's <laughs> yeah, shoulder yeah. like you know yeah that was really good yeah I don't know it was kind of Almost a heelish finish for the faces. Definitely, yeah, that's, that's, like, I think that's my problem with yeah. it. They didn't get a clean win Hart over it. Like, legitimately throw that yeah, towel. Like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But, like, I guess it does make sense if you consider the fact that Hart would never throw in the towel. Because yeah. he's an evil person. They, they, they want yeah. to keep that going. Like, which is, which is also whole, good. The like, whole yeah. point is, Funk, you can blatantly see Funk verbally and suggestively saying, oh, I'm giving up. Yeah, yeah. So then that's him beat, like, and you know Flair has beat him and Sting has beat him. And it's just the fact that Funk, they want to keep Gary Hart to be pure evil. They don't yeah. want to, they want to, they don't want him to see him to have a soft side whatsoever. Yeah, so he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't get a soft side. Yeah. Good Especially stuff. if he's making fucking shibs for Teddy Long. What <laughs> <laughs> a hard cunt. Yeah. 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 Did yeah, you like it too much? much? I would just like to say, you know how much of a mark I am for the warrior? Yeah. Jesus Christ, if WCW had been shown in Ireland when I was a kid, I guarantee you, I would probably be dead now because I would have killed myself trying to be Sting. Yeah, fucking be hell. Sting was just fucker. so fucking cool. And his, he is so cool. His face paint in the face show paint, is unbelievable. His music, everything. His splashes yeah, from the cage. His face paint was great as well. Oh, no. show, like, yeah. Even it coming off, the two of their, both their face yeah. paints yeah. coming off. Yeah. Them. Oh, shit. Can. Uh, can no. attack. Oh, Sabotage no. the cans. Shit, sorry, man. Is your crotch wet? Uh, <laughs> so no, sorry, you should finish okay. your cans there when you're Don't like Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Dave is jealous of the cans when you attack them. Fuck you. Attack the cans. Get a straight left hook there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Big straight left hook. McGregor man, yeah. Jess man, McGregor. Boys. <laughs> I really enjoyed this match is all I'm saying yeah, yeah same here same here some good stuff really good I can't actually think of really any bad points I know what you're saying about the whole um, finish was a bit ropey popey but I mean it, the whole thing it was, was a cluster fuck it's stupid but it was, but oh, it was yeah. enjoyable like, those gargoyles like at the top yeah, of it what the ridiculous fuck? I mean you couldn't get away with this shit in 2017 no, no, well no. they did do the fucking House of Horrors and oh, all okay. fairness yeah and they oh, didn't they, get away no, with it they didn't get away with it yeah yeah they didn't get away with it it was so bad that brings us to the end. Oh, Jesus. The end of oh, the this show. Oh, this one's actually going to be quite tough to call. I'm not yeah. too sure. So, my match of the night, it's between two matches. Mm-hmm. And it is between the US Heavyweight title match and the Thunderdome match. And I think I'm just going to edge it to the Thunderdome match for being so crazy and so outlandish. And the fact that like it's the first ever Thunderdome match and probably the last and it was really good because like, we've seen other gimmick matches that WCW have come up with yeah. like the Tower of Doom match which was garbage and the Scaffold tag team match was shit the uh, Skywalker match was that what it was yeah, called yeah yeah and, the, and definitely the Bunkhouse Stampede was garbage <laughs> but this is, a, this is a gimmick match where they hit the nail on the head definitely, and it yeah. was it, you know it delivered it almost more. felt it like was, a precursor to Hell in a Cell and all yeah yeah like, it was yeah. all like mad spots mad fucking crazy brawling yeah, and yeah. just all around the ring and I really enjoyed it and I recommend watching it just for how lunatic how mental it is. Mental you know, it is. Ludicrous. ludicrous yeah worst matches Tommy Rich versus Cuban Assassin there's no Tom Zenk versus Mike Rotunda would be second if that match wasn't on the card but by like a good bit like yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit too long of that match but even if that Tommy Rich Cuban Assassin match was it had that inkling of psychology but like <laughs> the links between the psychological points just were shit yeah, it's not all about psychology no no no, <laughs> no. you can have the best psychology going but like you know 
you can also I need to execute wrestling moves yeah exactly sell them and fuck it oh, so that match is piss poor and hopefully I'll never watch it again uh, spot of the night it's probably Sting's dive from the cage it was fucking madness yep. and it was brilliant I also want to say I said it to you earlier before we started recording I also want to put Dan Spivey Middlebevy in our little hall of shame along with our most hated wrestlers of Duggan JYD Greg Valentine I think yeah, that's everyone yeah, yeah. I think so yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah I want to put him in there as number four like, alright the, yeah, okay the four worstmen oh my <laughs> god <laughs> sorry no <laughs> don't you dare apologise for that was fantastic <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, overall pay per view, possibly the worst WWE pay per view of 1989. But that's but a high bar. That's Definitely, a fucking yeah. high bar. Like Great American Bash is probably the best pay per view we've watched so far. so far of the yeah. 80s, and it probably will be the best pay per view of the 80s. It was fantastic. Uh, there was a few low points like Tommy Richmond, but Road Warriors skyscrapers was a. Actually, it was a lot of really good clusters. Yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Like Steiner's, big cunts Steiner's and Doom, Road Warriors and Skyscrapers. Then the main event was yeah. all, it was pure mayhem, yeah. but I really enjoyed it. And then the US title match was a fucking just an excellent wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. so I'd recommend watching this. Yeah, worst match of the night. I'm definitely agreeing with yeah. you. Like, we don't need to see either of them ever no, again. Never I'd be again. happy enough. Yeah, best match of the night. I'm kind of torn. Like, I think. The match that I paid like the most attention was like, oh, this is deadly, was the Road Warriors skyscrapers match. But then the finish of it kind of makes me want to say it wasn't the best. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna go for Luger Pillman. Um, Very fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I know, like I it wouldn't was, even argue against you. Like, like on a show where there was lots of really enjoyable clusters, I think this was probably technically the best match. Yeah, I get you. And. It made me again go, okay, Luger is actually good. I don't yeah. know what, what happened to him, to him later, yeah, but yeah, at the, yeah. in 1989, <laughs> Luger was good. Yeah, Pillman is great. <laughs> so that was uh, very enjoyable. Yeah. Spot of night, I'm also going to give to Sting Splash off the cage, but I want to give it an honourable mention to, uh, was it Johnny Ace who did the double? Where Headlock he had, head scissors? Head, yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. That yeah, was yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Completely <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, and <laughs> also, uh, obviously, an old flying shoulder tackle by uh, animal, animal. Yeah. yeah yeah but yeah no sting sting, sting is a uh, spot <laughs> the night for me overall um it is an enjoyable show it's not like the best technical wrestling you're ever gonna see but there's like a lot of just fun fun yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it like it's weird because the nwa normally prides itself on the more kind of serious sporting kind of thing and like the main event of this is Far from, Far yeah, from that, yeah, yeah. but it's great crack anyway. Yeah. So who cares? And Jim Ross can't start talking about their college backgrounds or their punt. No, pass I, I meant kick. I meant to bring that up there. Sorry to interrupt, but during the, at the start of the US title match, he nearly went into fucking cardiac arrest <laughs> trying to cover their various Canadian football league and high school football league. Oh, I remember that. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. shut the fuck up and talk about the wrestling. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, I was actually getting annoyed by it. it was just. But as we said, like you can really tell now they're kind of just coming into the nineties. Like the production value is up, the entrances are becoming a more important thing, yeah. and it's like it's getting really entertaining as well as just good wrestling. Uh, yeah, wrestling. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like the storylines and all are really good. Like there's actually the majority of matches on this had at least a, a decent plot point. story. Yeah, yeah, except yeah, for yeah. the one that's really shit. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well and that's go. why it's really shit. Like, yeah. Well, there's well, not the, only the fact that the two lads are also shit. Oh, well, yeah, there's a lot. Of but yeah, Dave, 
Oh, I'm afraid I don't have anything new to add. Okay. Um, match of the night is definitely the main event for me. Okay. Thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, worst matches, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> Rich against uh, the Cuban assassin. Yeah. Um, who, by the way, you thought would have been a serious heel in that match? Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, it's it was such it, a like, Cuba, it's so, so like, easy. It's yeah. like, okay, per- there you go. It's almost like a kind of cop out as a heel. Mm. <laughs> you know, but he was fucking Rich was getting pulled left, right, and center. But anyway, shit match, shit match of the night. Spot of the night, um, I actually was going to give it to the Sting Dive. Right. But now that you mentioned it, just, it just out of fucking fairness, I'm going to give it to that Johnny Ace um, yeah, headlock, yeah, yeah. head scissors cool. combination. It's fucking <laughs> deadly. Um, overall, yeah, I echo the same sentiments as you guys. Um, great show. A lot of fun to watch. I really enjoyed the way that I could just pick it up. Like now, obviously, I knew some of the bat, like especially for the main event, I knew all the stuff that had happened there in the yeah, past yeah. and everything. But for for the rest of the card, for the most part, I wasn't really caught up. But for what I did find out and what I did learn through mm. watching it, it was enough for me. Yeah, you know, and Get like you. to be able to drop into a show like that and not to have any like previous knowledge of the storylines and stuff, and then just to be still be invested in it regardless is is a, a really cool thing and a, a sign of good writing. You know, um, yeah. Overall, pretty good show. I'd say definitely watch it again. Like you guys said, not the best one that we've watched, um, but definitely probably up there. You were saying there. I think we paused it. I think I might have said it off mic. Assume, oh yeah, were we saying that say? WCW was far superior? To oh WF yes, wrestling yeah. Wise. Uh, techni- technically, in ring action, yeah. they're at the moment they are way superior than, yeah. than the stuff we see in the WWF. Most, you know, um, which is interesting as well. Like you know, because. Like I only really start. I only re- ever really watched any of WCW probably in the late nineties. Of course, when it was at its probably worst. Yeah, you know, and it was, <laughs> yeah. they were so shit. They were yeah. so shit. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, great show overall. Really enjoyed it. I, w- I would recommend it. Um, I would recommend others above it first, but yeah, definitely recommend it. So I think we're all in agreement that that was an, an enjoyable, fun. It was a fun and show. Yeah. Fun is the key word. I feel and havoc really makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> havoc is right. Yeah. So finances, the boy we did a one point seven seven buy rate, which is one hundred and seventy five thousand, which makes it the highest WCW pay per view so far of nineteen eighty nine, and I think I only their second highest ever or third highest ever. Average ticket prices, guess guesses there, lads. Forty dollars. Seventeen dollars. Fourteen dollars and twenty eight cents is the average. Which so I said I was right. You said forty or fourteen? Fourteen. All right. <laughs> No, <laughs> <laughs> you break. We have it on r- tape. <laughs> uh, so that's roughly twenty eight dollars in two thousand seventeen, which is that's the average price now. Obviously, forty dollars could have been front five rolls. Yeah, you know that way, but yeah, yeah. twenty eight dollars isn't bad for a mad bastard show. Like yeah. That. yeah, yeah, I would have paid it. Yeah, cool. So, what are we reviewing next? We are reviewing the final proper WWF pay per view of the eighties, Survivor Series eighty seven. I say proper eighty seven, eighty nine. I meant to say 89 I've yeah. typed 87 for some reason um, I meant to I say proper because there's also no holes bar the match the movie to review Ooh, which is the, the, movie. the film followed by Hogan and Beefcake versus Zeus and Savage in a steel cage tag team match okay Ooh, interesting. so that could be an interesting episode but that won't be till after we review Survivor Series which obviously just has tag team matches a lot of weird teams I looked up the card a lot of w- random like not even making sense in some but We'll, we'll see. We'll review. And then... Starcade after that, isn't it? And then Starcade. A bizarre Starcade. Because it's based... Bizarcade? Wow, well, yeah, yeah, I'll have that. <laughs> uh, it's essentially two round-robin tournaments in the entire night. So four tag teams, four singles wrestlers, and they all face each other once. 
Okay. So okay. that's what, like 12, am I thinking 12 matches is correct in saying, am I right in saying that was my math? Like that was really quick maths. It could 16. be Maron. Would it be 16 then? 4 by 4 right? Oh, I'm not doing it. I'm, uh, I'm going to do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just say between 12 and 16. It's a bizarre setup. If I can recall, I think the singles wrestlers are Sting, Flair, Luger, and Muta. Ooh. So they're all going to be having singles matches with each other. And the teams are Steiners, Doom, Simone, SWAT team, and I think the Road Warriors. So they're all going to be facing each other as well. I like the sound of that. Yeah, we have to get through Survivor Series for <laughs> And no holds part. Oh, they, they before start the match, the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and once Starcade yeah. is over, we start the nineties. The nineties. Yeah. Oh Jesus, we're getting old now, lads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. I might quit the podcast <laughs> <laughs> after the eighties, man. Uh, yeah. I only like the old oh, shit. Oh yeah, wrestling hipsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't like any wrestling there. No, <laughs> I liked it before it was cool, Greg. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and then you Fuck hate you. it now because other people like it. Is that what it is? I know. I like it again now because no one likes it. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, just yeah, hated yeah. the attitude. Oh, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> right. We shall see you later. See you later, guys. Bye, bye. 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 bye.